Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Sam Quinn is my colleague at CBSSports.com, CBS Sports NBA writer on Twitter. This is very easy. You can crack the code yourself, but I'll tell you, Sam Quinn, CBS. Sam, are you a Halloween guy? Did you dress up professionally or otherwise? Are you too old to go trick-or-treating? Where do you fall on the Halloween rule scale? Not a big Halloween guy, Bill. I had a nice adult dinner with two friends last night, and then I came home and I crashed at around 11 o'clock. All I've been doing for the last week is watching basketball. I finally hit the wall last night. Not a big Halloween guy. Did any of your friends dress up? Any, like, obnoxious guys show up to the nice dinner in, I'm assuming, Brooklyn or maybe the city as a clown or something? You're like, oh, my gosh, this guy. No, but all the waiters were dressed up, which I did appreciate. You know, you want it to be a little bit festive. There were costumes all throughout the restaurant. All of us just, nope, nice casual, you know, wardrobe for, a, you know, nice dinner. Baller move. All right, so I talked to a handful of GMs and a bunch of other executives yesterday about this hardened trade. And the thing that struck me was the the various perspectives, like the just the range, both from a, a, assessing the Clippers and assessing the Sixers' perspective. That's certainly been reflected by the various knee-jerk, including my own, grades people have to give. We've had a, a little time to process it, Sam Quinn. Where do you come down down on, on your reaction to the Clippers and the Sixers' uh, trade that sends Harden here to L.A. and obviously other things back to Philadelphia? Yeah, from the Clippers' side, I, I just don't really get it. He doesn't fix the things that they actually needed to fix. There's been this idea, and I think the organization has even gotten kind of fixated on it in recent years, that the Clippers needed a point guard to organize their late-game offense. That really hasn't been true. In the four years since they got Kawhi and Paul George, their clutch offense is ranked second, third, fourth, and tenth. It's been fine. They're going to have Kawhi take the big shots pretty much until he can't anymore. You know, their best year came when they made the Western Conference Finals with Reggie Jackson as the point guard. So this idea that they needed somebody as kind of an offensive organizer, I've just never really bought it. What they really needed was somebody who could inject pace. Well, Russell Westbrook does that. He comes with a host of other concerns. You can't really play Russell Westbrook with James Harden anymore. I mean, whenever Harden has the ball, nobody's going to guard Westbrook. So I don't know how that's going to make sense. Harden has these very, very clear defensive limitations at this point of his career. I don't know how the Clippers are going to guard, you know, Stephen Curry, Devin Booker, Jamal Murray, unless Kawhi Leonard's going to chase him around. I don't think that's a great idea at his age. I don't really see it. It doesn't really make sense to me. It feels like they're adding redundancy. I love it from the 76ers' point of view. I mean, their whole plan since, I think, June has basically been, we're going to clear the decks, and we're going to be really active in 2024 for agency. They were never going to re-sign James Harden. 
They had to get off of the P.J. Tucker contract for that plan to work. Now they're looking at around $65 million in cap space. We could argue about who they might sign. I mean, there isn't a, it's not a great free agent class, unless, ironically, they can lure one of these Clippers. And, you know, quietly I'm sort of sitting here thinking, you know, Paul George hasn't won a ring. Would he be better off with Joel Embiid and Tyrese Maxey than James Harden and Kawhi Leonard? I kind of think he would. But ultimately they got the cap space that they needed. They got all of these extra draft assets, and they had really – they were out of them because they traded so much to get Harden you know, to make these other trades over the years. They've really replenished. I think they're in a much better place today than they were, you know, a couple days ago. Sam Quinn, the the Clippers play the Lakers tonight. You write a lot about the Lakers. I have been struck in conversations with folks, and I know, just like sports media people, NBA executives are the most petty people on the face of the earth. Like, if they're buddies with rivals, then they're nice about them. If they're not, they can hate them. But the the sort of vitriol is the wrong word. The dispersions cast on Rob Palenka and the connected doubts that I have heard from people around the NBA about the Lakers this year and what they're going to be has surprised me. What do you assess the Lakers can or will be most likely over the course of this season? So, you know, I, I was a little more critical of Rob Palenka in the offseason than I think other people in the media were. My issue was they got all of this praise for all these players that they added they didn't really change their best lineup, right? All the guys they got were really depth guys. Christian Wood, Gabe Vincent, these are guys that probably aren't or at least shouldn't be playing 30, 35 minutes in a big game. Well, you look at the lineups they have now, it's basically the same that they had last year, except Jared Vanderbilt's out. And without Jared Vanderbilt, my God, their defensive backcourt is truly awful. I mean, D'Angelo Russell, Austin Reeves, they've been getting killed Anthony Davis is having to play like the most cleanup basketball of his entire life. He's having to put up, put out so many fires all across the court. LeBron, I mean, he still has it in those short bursts, right? We saw that in the Phoenix game in the fourth quarter, but they're clearly trying to limit his minutes and they're getting killed whenever he goes to the bench. I think they're now minus 36 in the minutes that he's been off the court. They thought D'Angelo Russell and Austin Reeves were going to be able to carry the offense for significant stretches. That hasn't been the case so far. Austin Reeves, just, he's barely making any of his shots. It looks like his legs are just beat up from the World Cup, you know, having to play in Asia over the offseason. So right now they're kind of a mess. Now, again, it's only been four games. There's plenty of time for them to work this stuff out. Getting Vanderbilt back eventually is really going to go a long way towards fixing the defense. I think they're at least one significant trade away from having to, you know, really getting to compete with Denver. They got swept last year. It is what it is. That's the team you're trying to beat. You're trying to beat the Nuggets. They don't have the players to do that. They didn't add anybody that they can stick into a closing lineup against the Nuggets and say, we feel really good about having him on the floor. Until they do, I just don't view them as a serious championship contender. Sam Quinn here on the show. Sam, I might be writing the next week about the belief out there, and maybe it's hope, that the, that the Warriors window has unequivocally closed and it's over for them. In terms of being actual contenders, when you assess Golden State as they're currently constructed, Steph where he is, his uh, partners in crime where they are. How do you assess the Warriors' likelihood, capabilities of returning to a place where just a few years ago they weren't just contenders, they were champions? Yeah, Bill, I think we're on the other, the opposite sides of this one. I, I've been pretty encouraged by what I've seen by the Warriors so far. Now, I'm not crazy about where Clay Thompson is at this stage of his career, and it's been kind of a struggle with Andrew Wiggins. I think, you know, Wiggins at least is in his prime. He should figure it out. Clay, I'm not quite as confident in. Chris Paul has really been very, very important for them so far. I think you could even argue he's been their second-best player. The stat that's really jumped out to me, 
They're plus 31 with Stephen Curry on the bench through four games. In context, that number is absolutely preposterous. In the entire Steve Kerr era, they're around minus 1,300 with Stephen Curry on the bench. They've been getting killed in those minutes since 2015. Even when Kevin Durant was on the team, they never figured out the bench lineups. It seems so far this year that they figured those minutes out. You know, he's not scoring very much, but Chris Paul has a 33-6 to assist-to-turnover ratio. They've been playing these five-man bench mobs with Paul, Kaminga, Moody, Saric, and Peyton. And it's really sidestepped a lot of the problems that they've had when Curry's gone to the bench because they get to play an entirely different style of offense. They don't have to be playing that beautiful game motion that only works with Curry on the floor. If they're winning the non-Curry minutes, we've just never seen a Warriors team struggle with Curry on the floor. As long as Stephen Curry and Draymond Green are healthy, they're going to either win or at least play to a draw in the starter minutes. And if their bench takes care of the rest, they're in pretty good shape. Now, by the way, Sam, I reserve the right to not know. I, I don't. I don't have a strong opinion on the Warriors. I'm just telling you that is what a lot of other Western Conference GMs say. Maybe they hope. Another team that I get mixed responses on, just talking to folks, is is the Suns. For you on Phoenix, who is the most important player on that basketball team? I think it's Kevin Durant because the offense is going to take care of itself if they have all three of those guys. It's going to be very good. Now, maybe it's the best offense in the NBA. Maybe it's the third best offense in the NBA. It's going to be very good. The defense is the question, and so far it's been really good. It ranks sixth in the league so far. Some of that is shooting luck that's not sustainable. Some of that has been more minutes for the role players who are better defenders than the starters who've been out. But some of that is just Frank Vogel is a really good defensive coach. And Kevin Durant, when he wants to be, is a very good defender. He's not somebody that you want to just – throw on an opposing star, but he's a really good secondary rim protector. He's a great help defender. He's so long that has so many positive implications on defense. If they can be an average defense with that offense, they're going to be really hard to beat. And so far they've been a lot better than average. Now we'll see if that lasts over 82 games. We'll see how healthy Durant stays. But the key to that defense, I think is Kevin Durant looking like he did at his best in golden state at his best in Brooklyn and not, like a 35-year-old, essentially. And so far, he hasn't. Uh, Sam Quinn here on the show. Uh, my colleague at CBS Sports, CBSSports.com. Sam Quinn, CBS on X Twitter. Uh, Mr. Mr. Quinn, if you had to, if you were offered a million dollars, if you get this answer right, you had to take a team that makes the NBA Finals in the East, but you can't take Milwaukee or Boston. So you're obviously rooting for injury or haphazard play. But if someone else is surprising out of the East, who is the team you would point to? Man, that's a tough one. Um, uh, yeah, you know, I don't want to answer that. I just want to ask it. There's a part of me that wants to say the Knicks because I think they're best positioned to make a trade. But I guess for now I'll say Philly for almost the same reason, right? The plan is this cap space approach. But right now they have three tradable first-round picks. One of those is that incredible 2028 Clippers pick, which already is one of the best out-there picks on the board. Even if they don't, Tyrese Maxey has been so good to start the season. We more or less know what Joel Embiid's going to be, you know, assuming he stays healthy. They now have all of these big, rangy defensive wings. You know, Batum, Robert Covington, DeAnthony Melton is a really underrated defender. You know, Tobias Harris has been having to defend well above his head since he got to the Sixers just because they've been more of an offense team. Now he gets back to a more comfortable place where he's not necessarily defending opposing stars as often, or he has more help on the back line. I think there's at least a slight possibility that if Maxi keeps this up, 
they kind of reorient around being a top five defense and Maxie and Embiid doing just enough on offense for them to contend. So I guess I'll go with the Sixers, but you know, Bill, you're right. It's it's probably Boston or Milwaukee. We're we're grasping at straws at this point. I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm already considering booking hotel reservations for Milwaukee and Boston for June. That is, but every time I do that, Sam, somebody else gets there, so I might just hold off. Uh, Sam Quinn, really, really talented guy. Read him over at CBSSports.com. You can read about the Harden trade. You can read about how the Thunder are weaponizing their pick surplus as part of that deal. There's a bunch of really good stuff. Very, very talented, productive, smart dude. Sam Quinn, CBS, on Twitter. Uh, oh, Sam, before I let you go, not an NBA question, but settle this for me. You go to a party. Let's call it a Halloween party. It could be any party. They have an open buffet. They have more food, clearly, than people. The host says you eat as much as you want. Can you go back for seconds? You can go back for fourth. You can go back right? for fifth. If they, yeah, it's a buffet. We're not tracking who's eating what. No, of course. You go back for as much as you want. You get it, even if my producer, who's otherwise a great guy, does not. Sam Quinn, that guy's good at everything. Sam, thank you, buddy. Thanks, Bill. Love coming on. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.